Hello, hello, and welcome to the Wing Women podcast, hosted by best mates and journalists, Frankie Grudden, that's me, and Charlie Gowns-Eggington, that's her. Morning. Why didn't I get a rolled R? Oh. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to roll an R, I feel like a bit of an afterthought, I'm you know? So, I'm so... There's just less drama. Your double barrel brings the drama, and I need to elevate my Frankie Grudden. <laughs> All right, Frankie. <laughs> Just to give it a bit more zhuzh. Oh, we have to apologise for the audio. Our old faithful SD card that's been with us from the beginning has gone kaput. So we are recording on Charlie's phone. Lo-fi. We're always quite lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of our charm. Anyway, tell me all about yourself, Chaz. I've got a wisdom tooth coming in from the side. Peculiar. I hope he doesn't grow out the side because that sounds like some expensive dentistry that I can not afford right now. Also, am I not too old for wisdom teeth? When you said that, I thought, have we not gone past the age of wisdom teeth? I have a partially erupted wisdom tooth. There you go. Yeah. Some interesting facts for you. Well, the tooth was already there. That's what I mean. He's erupting. He's just been wearing a gummy blanket all this time. And now he's thinking, maybe I'd like to run around naked in there. Have some time in the sun. That is my mouth. What have you been doing? I've been catching up on the Oscars red carpet. We're recording on Wednesday. Oscars was on Sunday night. First big red carpet moment of the year. No, it was not. Was it not? No, we had the BAFTAs. Oh, yeah. We've had multiple things. We've had stuff. We've had the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Is, in fact, the Oscars the end of awards? Yes, the last one. Great. Pleased. I'm up to speed. Yeah. Finger on the pulse as ever. (laughs) Highlights for me included Zoe Kravitz's pink dress. Yes. Strapless, grey. I'm really into her style. She's very beautiful. I thought Adwa Abara looked insane. Fabulous. That silver sort of Yes. I don't know how you think in it, but fantastic. She looked great. And her hair was yeah. so good. Lovely. We're not going to talk about Will Smith because... It's everywhere. I feel at saturation point. You can't move for hot takes. By the time this is out... It'll be yesterday's news. However, we could not let this pass by. Surely the moment, actually, the real standout, shocking moment of the night, Liam Payne. Where is his accent from? He's from Wolverhampton. He is. What has happened? For anyone who didn't hear him, please allow this headline to explain all. From Wales Online, prestigious Welsh publication, since when was Liam Payne Welsh? I love that. No thanks, Liam. You're not one of us. Very odd. I mean, awkward anyway. The red carpet host was asking Liam to comment on the Will Smith, Chris Rock event. Liam Payne felt it was important to mention that him and Will Smith are neighbours. And then he came out with this Welsh accent and I don't know quite what's happened, but... It was also posh British in places. It was like an Anna Delvey, right? Yes, it was like an Anna Maybe Delvey. Maybe he's lining up a con. <laughs> What's the game, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of... Do you remember when Joss Stone went to America to record an album? She didn't wear any shoes. She That's didn't wear any my shoes. my main takeaway. But she's hippie chick from West Country. Went to America for five minutes and came back American. Don't you find, though, that sometimes, if you're surrounded by people who all have one accent, Uh I accidentally posh up sometimes. I really don't mean to. But sometimes, if I'm surrounded by posh people, and we're journalists, so I'm often surrounded by posh people, I can hear 
just something in my voice and it is it's a, really embarrassing. It's adapting to it. And I'm really glad I'm not on a red carpet being recorded. I've got a friend of a friend who, when he's abroad, does broken pigeon English, even though he is English. Yeah. But also will only say water, as in water, but in a weird American... Not that American accent's weird, but it's weird coming from his mouth. He's from England. I was on holiday, though, last summer with some friends and I got called on doing a similar thing. But I don't know if it's that I changed my accent, but I was changing the way I spoke. Obviously, I was completely mortified and then trying not to do it. I wonder if it's a mirroring thing. Because you know when you're in an interview with someone, the most successful interviews, you create a rapport with them and the best way to create a rapport with them is to mirror them. Yeah. So you mirror their physicality. There have been books written on this subject. It's widely discussed. And you try and create a connection in that way. And to the point that if I'm going to interview a fashion designer, I wouldn't buy something new, but I will try and dress in a certain way that matches their aesthetic, makes them feel at ease with me so that they will then be more open and I will get a better interview. I mean, it's all self-serving, obviously. But I was wondering, and this is entirely letting myself off the hook for doing an embarrassing thing <laughs> and changing almost the cadence of the way that I spoke. But I wondered if I just do it automatically now. I remember, this is another mortifying thing. We were at Sega in Wild in East London. <laughs> we had to complain because, long boring story, but there was some really bad service going on. And Charles complained for us. One of the staff was actually in a very bad way. It wasn't that I didn't feel my eggs were fluffy enough, etc. No, it was a legitimate complaint. But you did it in an American accent. Did I? Yeah. They don't know you're not American. But actually, I wonder if also, I'm sure I do this as well, but I wonder if whether it helps to detach yourself from you and take on a different persona to be like, this person will complain. Do you think I was being in character like, someone who would complain? You're like Sasha Fierce to the Beyonce. It's the alter ego, you know? Right. And I wondered if it was that. I think it's more like Anna Delvey being like, I can't just lie to your face unless I do it in a jolly accent. (laughs) People are just spending so long trying to pin my accent that they're not actually listening to what I'm saying. So they just say yes. Maybe that's it. Um, I also wanted to mention something from the Oscars that I just noticed on Sunday from Oscar coverage, but it actually has been going on for ages. It's Beyonce again. I think it's brilliant. On her Instagram, she's decided to not leave any captions She just does a picture, no caption. Because I feel like Instagram is a place where it's okay to post fit pictures of yourself. Lots of people use it for that. We've just assumed, yeah, yeah, it's fine. The difficulty is then, what caption do you put underneath it? Because you can't just be like, hi, here's me looking fit. You've got to then do, often you see people post a picture of them looking like great dress, great hair, boobs looking great. And then it's like, hi, self-care Sunday, hope everyone's okay, thinking of you. You either go down that route or it's a lol caption, self-deprecating to try and be like, here's me looking fit, but I don't think I'm vain. Our friend put up a picture of her at a wedding two years ago in this amazing dress. (laughs) And she always looks amazing, but she looked particularly phenomenal in this dress. And it was a really gorgeous vintage dress. She was on the Amalfi Coast. She was pure aspiration. What's not to love about that? She had put up a picture at the time, but for some reason she had not put up this fantastic picture where she's in profile and her ass looks amazing. Her friends in the picture, she put it up 
And then she captioned it, so-and-so always having my back. And I was like, pal, did you just want to put that picture of you in the dress? She was like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that it was a friendship declaration post. See, it's a tricky thing to navigate. <laughs> and what I enjoy with Beyonce is she's just like, I'm just not even going to bother. Okay, I like that. So she put up the pictures of her in her yellow Valentino dress from the Oscars. It looked amazing. Didn't even put a yellow heart. I don't think she puts it up herself. No, I I'm think there's sure, an assistant. I'm sure she's not going, have you got a caption for this? <laughs> and, she, and then she just ignores them because she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm busy being Beyonce. So the assistant was just like, fuck oh. it. If Beyonce does it, it will start a new trend. Well... Consider me trended. I love it. Speaking of trends and the beginning slash death of them, how do you feel about your Common Projects trainers now that Rishi Sunak's got a pair? Does he? I'm so sorry. Oh, for fuck's sake. Man of the people Sunak in a £290 pair of trainers. They're really expensive, those Common Project trainers. Also, this is the same week. Did you see this? Because I missed it for a day or two and then was shocked. You know, he's lowered the price of petrol by 5p. Uh-huh. He was pictured at a petrol station on a Sainsbury's forecourt filling up a Kia Rio with a tank of petrol. Photo op, photographer's there. Rishi, he is the richest MP of all of the MPs. Money bags. It wasn't his car. No. Yeah. Stunt car. Obviously his car would be too expensive. They didn't think putting the Rolls Royce on the forecourt would set the right tone. So he borrowed a Kia Rio from a Sainsbury's employee. (gasps) Oh no, that's so like, rubbish. Like, a petrol station. Sorry, have any of you got a car that's not Hi, has anyone got a, bit a of Tesla? A sh- bit of a shit car that I can just... No offence to that car. Well, like, any better car. than our lack of car. <laughs> improvement. I hate that. Apparently it's a £13,000 car, full price. Maybe this is why everyone's on bloody electric scooters scooting around. No. I think the people on electric scooters also have cars. Yeah, they do, don't they? They just yeah. fold up and put it in the boot. The real reason I'm not on one is I do not have the core strength. I would just go Wibbly. <laughs> the core strength required. Should we talk about beards? Love to. So, according to you, the beard's dead. No, according to Simon Mills, the beard is dead. He wrote about this in the Times. I wrote an accompanying piece saying, put that razor down. So, Simon has some stats to back this up. Apparently, sales of razors are up 30%. Wow. And Gillette's new exfoliating razor had 100,000 people on a waiting list. I wonder how many of them were women. A, because of the pink tags. And B, because exfoliating razor, a two for one. A two for legs. Also, men's razors are normally a five blade. Women's are standardly a three. I buy men's razors. Yeah, they're so much better. So, Simon, it might just be all of us doing our legs, actually. (laughs) But the point I made is that men... With beards are more attractive. A hundred percent. Hard rule. Look at them. Look at all of them. Already good looking men look fantastic with a beard. Men with no chin, very thin lips, no bone structure. If I could grow a beard, do you not think I would? Why do you think the contouring market is worth so much? Because women want to fake cheekbones. Men can do that by just shaving the beard just under the cheekbone. Yeah. Lucky little bastard. Right? It's like a permacontour. Mm. Oh, I did find a term though while I was doing some research for this piece. You know when they just have a beard under the chin to chin try and disguise? No, it's called chin curtains. Chin curtains? <laughs> oh. Isn't that great? Is that to grow over the duble chin? Yeah. Yeah. Or jowls. Because I am worried about being jowly and I've been trying to do some facial massage to just turn back the clock. 
if I could grow a beard... You 100% would. Not a problem. I love a man in a beard. Ben mm. has a beard. I've never seen the lower half of his face. God, can you imagine if you did? I, I mean, no. And I don't know what would happen. I've told him he's not allowed to ever, ever, ever shave his beard, even though he tells me apparently his filtrum is gorgeous. Now, I had to get Frankie to clarify, that's the little tunnel that runs from nose to mouth. Yeah, it's the little dip. And apparently his dip is deep. That's weird. I don't think it should be the most noticeable part of your face. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we've all got to love something. Maybe if I saw it, I would be thinking Ben was just the dishiest man alive. Because of the filter. Yeah. So maybe it's out of respect for you, he doesn't want other women to be knocking that door down. There you go. Trying to pass that filter onto their kids. I mean, I just don't know why you would not have a beard if you were a guy. Because it just solves so many problems. It solves the contouring, as you were saying. Obviously, losing your hair is such a common thing, especially as you get older. If you have a beard, it just balances all of that back out again. I think if you date a man with a beard, there needs to be an agreement that you have prior consent as to whether or not they shave it off. I semi-dated a man once upon a time who had a beard and was fit with the beard and a couple of dates in, shaved it. Totally different person. Mm. I would have walked past him in the street. I did once date a man, though, who wasn't very happy when I cut my hair from long to bob. Obviously, he'd signed up for the long hair. I didn't give him a say. So, but that's the same, isn't it? And was he right? I was quite pea-headed. No, I loved your short hair. Just quite a small head and no neck to speak of. Um, Shush, you looked great. I do think there's something cool about beards. Not all of them. Some of them make you look like a wizard. But lumberjacky, rugged. Mm. You look capable. Yum. Vikings. I imagine in a work context, you look really strong and dominant, even if you don't know what you're talking about. And also, this conversation that you and I have quite often about our wardrobes and having to try and not look like a mum on the run all the time. I mean, you are a mum. Mm. Often Sometimes on the, run. on the school run. Mm. But I'm not. And it's why I stopped wearing floral midi dresses, because I just felt like I looked really Duchess of Cambridge-y. Yeah sometimes yeah and that is a look she's very stylish and she's very beautiful and she has a great wardrobe but she is dressing as a duchess Mm -hmm. and i am dressing as not a duchess knocking about north london so i perhaps don't need to look quite so appropriate is the word i'm going to use Uh and a beard would always throw that off right yes it's a little bit of rough with the smooth because sometimes if i'm dressing for work and i put on a blazer I suddenly look really corporate. If I had a beard, (laughs) really mix that right up. The death of the beard plays into this male beauty standard we're seeing at the moment, which incorporates short king spring. Short king spring. I have dated men shorter than me. What I don't like, though, is the lies. Don't say you're 5'11". Yeah, when you're not. And then I turn up in a heel. Uh Uh-huh. And then you're not. And this is a personal issue for me because I have always struggled with my weight. I quite like to date a man who makes me feel slightly dainty and small. And that doesn't mean that they need to be bigger than me all round. But if I've worn a heel thinking they're really tall and then they're not and I am taller than them, it makes me feel a bit... So that's on me, guys. That's not on you. But I think lots of people will feel similarly to you. And forever, it has been tall, dark, handsome... Is the ideal when it comes to blokes. When you see celebrity couples, the guy is always taller than the woman. It's just how that has been. There's a handful of 
examples that go against that. Tends to be supermodels as well. Yes. Who are very tall. Well, we would have to go out with avatars to find someone that was their height. And also the short men, obviously, when we're talking about celebrities, they are incredibly famous. They are rock stars or Hollywood actors. So I don't know that you would necessarily, as a normal man on the street take heart from seeing a supermodel dating a rock star and thinking oh she's got two inches on him potentially not but there are new short king icons in our midst timothy chalamet tom holland obviously zendaya is taller than him yeah people are making much of this much of it it's a whole mood on tiktok tiktok is going crazy people are coming forward kids love it to say look my partner's shorter than me what of it I do think this is brilliant and obviously for a man it must be so frustrating if you feel that people are ruling you out based on that. It's not different to women's body shaming. I know it's something you can't change but it's not different to women being not picked on a dating app because they're not skinny Mm -hmm. or because they don't have whatever is the body type of the moment whether that be the heroin chic model thinness of the late 90s or the big boob pin-up page three girl or the big bum now of the Kardashians. It is really frustrating when you're dating and you do feel like people just rule you out immediately because you're not the thing. I understand that. What's interesting to see is I feel like women's beauty ideals shift a lot and They're so publicised. It's rammed down our throats. I feel like with men's beauty standards, it's much more subtle. I feel like they're broader, so it's not quite so difficult to navigate. We had the boy band, baby face look. Then I feel like we went to the lumbersexual, Viking, burly vibes. And that stuck around for quite a long time. The hipster beard's been around for a long time. Exactly. And now we're going into this no beard, shorter. It is that Timothy Chalamet, who is very attractive, but no chest hair, a slighter build, looks great in clothes, is more experimental in what they wear. It's really interesting to see, but it's just, I feel like that's the biggest shift in male aesthetic in such a long time. That was my type when we were 18, maybe. That indie boy, because I feel like he's a new breed of the indie band boy oh my god that look yes and the, they bought their jeans the from messy hair Topshop women section exactly yes. look at the libertines or the strokes so he's the new i think the tide shift has been going from having a hemsworth for example mm. be the ideal of masculinity and the pin-up or a jason momoa to just this completely different type and Obviously, we are talking about men in terms of women's gazes, but that's because we're women and we're talking about it in the context of dating. So, sorry about that. Do not apologise. That must be really freeing for men. Yeah. Short King Spring is upon us. (sighs) Great stuff. Uh, Do you have any recommendations? I've got some things you should eat. I haven't had time to read a book. Sorry, everyone. I'm working multiple jobs. Just going to hop out of my chair very noisily and move over to the fruit bowl that has... No fruit. Oh, no, it's got an apple in it. There you go. But the primary contents of my fruit bowl is bagels. Frank and I had one of these each. Actually, we shared one, then we shared a second one. Before we started recording, they are from The Bagel Bakery. Traditional hand-rolled bagels. Organic. 
They're called everything bagels. So basically, they've got loads of different types of seeds on, some onion powder. There is an onion kick. Also, in Bakery Corner, because mm. apparently this is all I talk about ever, some fun news. A former royal chaplain has said that hot cross buns that aren't the traditional kind, that have been warped, to quote him, could be proof of the devil at work. I know. His words. I know. Well, Heston Blumenthal's got a lot. Blumenthal? Blumenthal? I don't know. Blumenthal? I don't know. Heston. He needs no other name, <laughs> just a mononym, because we can't say it. He's got a lot to answer for, in that case. Well, M&S have got some new ones, because I was asking the press office about this the other day. They've got a new <laughs> extremely cheesy one that you're not supposed to toast because it could get cheese down the bottom of the toaster. Mm. Got to do it in the grill, which would be fine for you because you don't have a toaster. Mm. They've also got a golden blonde chocolate and salted caramel. Too much. No. Not for me. I like a classic. But they're also doing a hot cross bun liqueur. No, gross. I feel like that's a bit of you. No. You like an Irish cream. Yeah, a Bailey's. <laughs> A blended up hot crust bun. It's not a blended bun, it's an homage. What would it be? Just currenty and then a bit bready. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm going to write for you. Okay. I think you'll like it. Oh, I don't know. Obviously, I'll try. I'll try anything. The Paul Rhodes hot crust buns that are available at Whole Foods, they might be available elsewhere, but I've bought them from there. Aren't they absolutely delicious? I don't think we've given them a shout out on the pod. No, but we've eaten them. But Easter is approaching, um, so if you are thinking of buying some hot crust buns... High current content. Oh, also my bagels are from Planet Organic. Well, aren't we the middle class wankers? <laughs> There's one right by the overground station. And last night I just missed a train and I had been working late and I was pretty tired. And I knew that all I had in my fridge was some soup and some eggs. So tricked myself, went in, got a bagel. Mm, yum. Packetow bagels. Have you got any recommendations this week? A terrible recommendation from me. Byron Bay's on Netflix. It's oh great. my God. Absolutely shocking, but brilliant. It's the new incarnation of Made in Chelsea, Anyways Essex, The Hills, that constructed reality. It's like Made format. in Chelsea on sea. Yeah. It's set in Byron Bay. But what they've done, clever, they've changed the B-A-Y to B-A-E. S. S. Bay's. I like that the whole premise of the show was obviously decided by someone coming up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cracker of a name. Let's create a program to match it. Fantastic. It's not even a big place. They've had to ship in some non-local influencers just to bulk things up. As an Australian, have you ever been to Byron Bay? It yeah. looks sensational. Yeah, yeah, it's on the East Coast. I was born in Brisbane, which is a big city on the East Coast. So we used to drive at the weekend to the Gold Coast, which they're very judgmental about. Incredibly judgmental. To Byron Bay, which is actually very small. But our favourite was to go to Noosa. Mm. So nice. Yeah, it was lovely. My main takeaways from watching Byron Bay's was, A, how different our lifestyle would be if we lived in a sunny climate. It does look amazing. And they have this outdoor lifestyle, lots of beach time, there's some surfing. I just don't think yeah. I'd get that much done. That's okay, isn't it? It depends. I mean... How much is my rent? I don't know what the rental prices are like in Byron Bay. I have no idea. I mean, nowhere's as expensive as London. My other takeaway from that programme was how exhausting must it be to be in your 20s nowadays? Mm. They're all influencers. They've all got personal brands. One's a photographer. One's just launched a fake tan. One's a fashion designer. 
There's a lot going on. Well, why do you think they're so into crystals? That's their respite. Because they don't seem to be on the booze. One of them quite likes the rosé. And one of them referred to Sauvignon Blanc as a savvy bee, which I quite enjoyed. Very tame in their recreational activities. Maybe that's just being by the sea. You're just grounded by the ocean. I don't think they're grounded. Is that what we'd call them? Grounded. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's scripted, but I don't think they were going for grounded when they wrote this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it would be lovely to be by the sea. I haven't been to Byron Bay in... 20 odd years there obviously aren't a lot of hangouts because you know how in made in chelsea for example they were always at bluebird Mm -hmm. having a meal and then there were a few different places that they obviously made a deal with that they could film there and they would do a lot of the scripted moments loads of bars around chelsea in byron bays they go to one bar that's got some outside seating and then all of the events that they're planning, so someone's hosting a fashion show, it's at a house, over a pool. Someone's hosting a fundraiser, it's at a house, in a pool. Are there no bars? Is that why nobody drinks? There are no bars? Is this a generational thing? Are people really not drinking that much? I have a lot of questions, Frankie. A lot of questions. <laughs> yes. Maybe we need to get ourselves over there, investigate. We could be in series two. Mm, I'm not sure we'd make it. I really like that guy whose vibes are slightly older than everyone else. I don't know if he is actually. Oh, he's Alex. not an influencer. And he's just really perplexed by everything they, they do. And when someone's doing a crystal sound healing or something, he just leaves. Yes. Yeah. Walks, <laughs> walks out. What a dude. I bet he has a wine of an eve. I absolutely bet he does. I don't know. I think I could probably get quite into crystals. Some linen, some crystals, some chanting. I could probably do it. You hate linen. Do you remember when you bought that white bikini in Ibiza because you thought it was a mood and then you were so mad? It's it's actually crochet. (laughs) Uh, It's the worst thing in the world. Exactly. It's that. Yeah, okay. Fine. You don't love that. I love watching it though. So if anyone wants some pure guilty pleasure TV viewing, I'd recommend watching that. It's on Netflix. I think I said it. For the foreseeable, we will be staying in London and not launching our career as crystal influencers. If you have liked what you've heard, then please rate, review, and subscribe. You can drop us a message. Frankie doesn't need the email address. <laughs> the wingwoman, official at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Say hi. Tell us your thoughts, feelings. You can also find us on social media at Frankie Brown, at Charlie Gowns, and collectively at wingwoman underscore. We'll see you in a fortnight. Bye.